There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat, or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience a life-giving message from Bishop Kevin Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church, one church in global locations. To find out more about Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, visit our website at www.harvestchurch.church. Your faithful giving is how we continue to bring life-giving messages like these to you. Give online in our mobile app or text the word giving to 59769. Remember to love God, love people, and love life. I need for you to get ready. We did a series earlier this year uh, called Bad Boys of the Bible. We did some lessons from the men of the Bible. And in November, we're doing some lessons from some ladies of the Bible. Now, fellas, don't get it twisted. It's going to speak life to you. We're just going to use women to teach some of the principles. For every woman that you've never felt like you've had an encourager, you've got one in your pastor. For every woman where you felt like you've had to fight and nobody was there to say good job, I tell you good job. For every lady that had to deal with a whole lot of mess that you had to clean up and that you had to deal with, I want to say good job. For every feather where you've done, had to do the same thing, I want to say good job. I promise you this, I prophesy, please lift your hands. This will be a November to remember. It is the first day of this month of November. And Father, we call in favor. Father, we call in breakthrough. Father, we say, blow our minds this month. Do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that we can ask or think. We lay down fear. We lay down anxiety. We lay down panic. We lay down guilt. We lay down shame. And we expect it's going to be a November to remember. Please confess that over yourself. Say a November to remember. Come on, online, you type it in the building, you say it, say in November to remember. Come on, y'all, Bible's up, let's go. I can't wait for this, let's go. I'm ready to hear, then do your word, which I'm about to receive, which makes all things new. In Jesus' name, amen. God, do what you do when you do how you do it, because you do it so well. Thank you, Father, that you're about to speak to us. We are ready to receive, in Jesus' name, everybody say amen. Y'all ready to go to work? Let's go to work. So we're in this new series. She's a bad All right, stop right there. Stop right there. Because I got to give you the church, church version of this song. <laughs> Listen, we're taking some lessons from some ladies of the Bible. Today, I want to do this. I want to introduce a woman named Hannah. Say, introducing Hannah. Now, in 1 Samuel chapter 1, we are introduced to Hannah. 1 Samuel chapter 1 is named uh, for the child that she has, which is Samuel. Samuel was literally a promise. And see, names of, there's a book named after the promise. Listen to me. In your life, as your life is being written, you are now entering the chapter of your book that's going to be named after your promise. I'm going to see if you heard me, and I'm going to say it again. You are entering the chapter of your life that's named after your promise. 
So for some of you, you're entering the debt-free chapter because that was your promise. For some of you, you are entering the chapter where your circle is improving. Whatever God has spoken over your life, somebody say, that chapter began today. And I need you to make sure you're around somebody that's got enough faith to believe God with you. Because if you got some people around you that don't have faith, they may try to shut you down. But can I tell you, you've already been through enough hell to where you ought to be ready to step into your promise. You've already beaten what the doctor said. It's time for you to show them you're a miracle. You've already beaten what the financial report said. It's time for you to show that you are more than that. Say, my chapter changed. Uh Uh-uh, I need you to say it again. Say, my chapter changed. You're about to be like Hannah. You're entering the chapter of your promise. You're entering the chapter you've labored for, the chapter you've sown for, the chapter you've prayed for, the chapter you believe for. Somebody holler, I'm there now. Let's go. 1 Samuel chapter 1. Look at verse 2. We're talking about this man named Elkanah. Elkanah in verse 2, he has two wives. The name of the one was Hannah. Hannah name, her name means God has favored me. This is amazing because she's favored, but she's simultaneously frustrated. Do not think that God's favor on your life is going to remove frustration that you deal with. In fact, can I be honest with you? Frustration is your greatest source of motivation. There's a lot of stuff you won't change until it ticks you off enough. Come on. There's a lot of stuff you're not going to do anything about until you say, I have had about all I can have. Let me see if I can say it like this. There's some things you're not going to change until you say, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired about the same situation. And for many of you, this is going to be the November. You oh, you flip the page. This is going to be the November where you flip the channel. Listen to this. Her name means God has favored me. The other wife's name is Penina. Penina had children, but the Bible says, if you look on the screen, that Hannah had no children. As a Hebrew woman, this meant that she felt worthless because Hebrew women derived their sense of worth predicated upon their ability to have children. So in the Hebrew culture, if you could not have a child, then that meant you were a woman that was worthless because your womb didn't produce. And the only measurement they had for women at that time was what you produced out of your womb. And I'm so glad that our God is a God of evolution and progression. Because ladies, you better hear me. You are far more valuable than what comes from in between your legs. I need you to act like you just heard what I just said. Every woman, you are far more valuable than having babies. You are far more valuable than just having kids. You are far more valuable than just being somebody's sex toy. You are... I need you to open your mouth and shout, value. She felt, however, worthless because the culture said that if you don't have a kid, you're not valuable. And for every woman with no child, don't you dare for one second think you're not valuable. Because let me tell you, while you may not have birthed a child, you know how to birth a business. While you may not have birthed a child, you know how to birth your nieces and your nephews. Stop letting the world, man, when you going to give me a baby? Listen, baby, I got more to my life than just laying down and having kids. There's more to my life than just being booed up, bathed up, married to somebody. Please lay your hands on yourself. Say, there is more. And Penina had children, but Hannah had no children. That means culturally she felt worthless. Look at verse 4. On the day when Elkanah, that's the husband, when he sacrificed, I want you to take this. What Elkanah would do, the Bible says, is that he would give portions to Penina, his wife, and to all her sons and daughters. Look at verse 5. This is where it messed me up. All right, cue the shout track. Look. But to Hannah. So Penina has what Hannah wants. But to Hannah, he gave a double portion. Uh Uh-uh. See, for some of you, 
you haven't possessed what you wanted, but he made up for it in another way. All right? <laughs> Listen, I'll shout by myself. I promise you that one. This is about when I threw my chair from up under my dining table. Because for many of you, you're like, God, when is this going to happen? And God says, don't focus on that. I made up for it over here. See, you maybe didn't have the relationship what you wanted, but you had friendships that made up for it. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. Whatever you didn't have, God has made up for it in another way. Maybe your first marriage wasn't great, but he made up for it and that you learned some lessons. God has been making up for what you did not have. Somebody say he did it another way. He said, he said, Hannah, you don't have kids, but I'm going to make up for this another way. So Elkanah's going to give you a double portion. See, for some of you, what you wanted was to get married. You didn't get married, but he gave you, watch me, but you have more money, joy, and peace than you ever had before. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. See, see, for some of you, watch me, you were planning on birthing that business. Then Corona happened. It didn't happen. But what God did is he said, well, listen, let me make up for it in another way. So I'll give you a promotion where you're at while you're waiting. I just wish there was somebody in here that was like me, but there's certain areas you're like, God, why hasn't this happened? And he said, I didn't do that yet, but I made up for it over here. I didn't do that yet, but I made up for it over here. I... Apparently, I'm the only one he's done that for. Because that could take me out right there. Because here's the truth. If you look back over what God has done for you, you can testify like Hannah. Maybe it wasn't what I wanted, but he made up for it in another way. 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 See, maybe, maybe you had a family that was horrible and then you came to church and found a new one. He made up for it in a... Did you hear what I'm saying to you? See, maybe you did get corona, but what he did is now you don't walk around with fear like other people have. So he made up for it. He made up for those 13 days of hell. He made up for it in another way. Shut up. Y'all ain't going to praise him, but I'll praise him by myself. Excuse me. Let me have a praise break for every way that he's made up for something in another way. Another way. All right. That's enough. Stop. All right. You didn't have people that understood your vision, but he made up for it in another way. He let you get it done by yourself. He taught you how to get more done by yourself. Maybe you didn't have the employees you needed, but instead God said, I'm going to give you some free labor. I'll make up for it in another way. You're late. All right, all right, all right. Stop. All right. Shout another way. And while you're crying over what he didn't do, you're missing what he made up for in another way. He said, I'm going to give you double over here for what I didn't do over here. But baby, come November, I'm about to do both of them. I'm about to do both of them. I'm about both. All right. All right. Listen. See, that shouted me. 
Because there's some stuff I was like, God, what's up with this? It is like, but son, while you're complaining about this, you missed what I made up for over here. So maybe you didn't have the people, but I gave you the money like you had the people. Mm. Maybe you didn't have this, but I gave you that, and I gave you double of that to make up for the this I didn't give you. But come November, please prophesy to yourself. Say, I'm getting my promise and my provision. Say, I'm getting my promise and my provision. He loved her. Here's why I loved her, because the Lord closed her womb. Check this out. He loved her because of what she couldn't do. And there's people coming into your life that what you think is your deficit, they will see as your value. He loved her because she couldn't have a child. While everybody else wanted a woman that could have children, Elkanah looked at her and said, baby, don't worry. You more than that to me. And some of you got some friends coming in your life and some people coming in your You've been fighting for your whole life to prove your value to people. But I prophesied that come November, from this month forward, that people are going to look at you and say, actually, I like you just to... Actually, I'm pleased with that. Actually, I am... Actually, we've been waiting on you. Some of y'all got cities that are waiting on you. Harvest, we got an Atlanta that's waiting. The, the, He loved her because of what she couldn't do. You know that's love when somebody loves you for what you don't have. And I prophesy your circle's going to be full of people that can enjoy you not because of what you do have, but they're going to look at what you don't have and say, I still am your friend. I still am your brother. I still am your son. I still got your back. I rebuke fake love from around you. I rebuke people who are just trying to use you and abuse you and take advantage of your kindness. I prophesy your kindness is about to pay off. Let me go. He loved her for what she couldn't do. He loved her for what she didn't have. We're used to people loving us for what we can do and what we do have. But you're about to have some people show up and say, I see what you don't have and I love you anyhow. I got to go. I got to go. Because the, look at this. Look at this. Everybody look at this. Why can't she have a child? God did it to her. So here it is, she feels worthless because she can't have a child. And it wasn't the devil. Look at me, she wasn't sleeping around. She wasn't like the woman with the issue of blood that has an issue because she got in a relationship she shouldn't have been in and so now the punishment for it according to Torah is that you gotta bleed. Her womb is closed. Which means at one point it was open. At one point you could do it. And then God shuts you down. So you can't do it. Which means God, not only is this painful because I can't, but at one point I could. 
Is there anybody that can be honest in this building or online that there are some things in your life you were like a few years ago, I could have done that, and now I can't. And the truth is, the can't that I cannot do is because of you. She couldn't control it because the Lord, clink, clink, shut it down. Look at me. What has God, clink, clink, shut down in your life? Come on, can I just get you to do it with me? Say, clink, clink. Come on, come on. What has God, clink, clink, shut down in your life? What has he said? Mm-mm. No. You can move your pocketbook, your coat, and your keys. Hey, yeah, no. Not happening. You had plans. You were supposed to already be in another state by now. But he shut it down. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You were already supposed to be in the next phase by now, but he shut it down. We were already supposed to launch Harvest Atlanta, buddy. She couldn't control it. Look at verse 6. And her rival, now we understand the Jerry Springer, Maury Povich nature of this text. <laughs> because her rival, Penina, and here's this, they, watch me, they're married to the same man. But they're rivals. Now that's a few messages by itself. Don't have time for that today. How is it that we're supposed to be on the same team, but we're rivals? I wish you'd be honest that your greatest haters have your name. I wish you'd be honest that some of your greatest obstacles are people you've helped. I wish you'd be honest that some of your greatest rivals are your relatives. They're rivals. So now, rather than, rather than Penina getting Hannah to help her raise her kids, Penina taunts Hannah and says, uh-uh, don't you mess with Johnny. You can't have no kids. You don't understand. You're not married like me. You just got married, and it's on shaky ground. In the oh, you don't have a business like me. You don't know. They're rivals. They're supposed to be on the same team. Question, 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 question. Anybody ever look to somebody that was supposed to be helping you? To only look at them and say, you are actually the reason I'm losing. Can I get a hand in the air or a hand online? Like, like, have you ever gone and checked the records to discover that who should be helping is actually who is hurting? That's Hannah. And ladies, you've been there. Fellows, you've been there. She could not control. And Penina becomes her rival because of something she can't control. Can I be honest with you? You have to be okay with the fact that there are people who don't like you and will never like you because of things you can't control. You have to be okay with the fact that when you decide to be a curse breaker, that means you're going to agitate the curse perpetuators. You have to be honest with the fact that for some of you, listen, you were the first black person to do it, so you were upsetting a system. You're the first white person, first Hispanic, first woman, first this, first that. And whenever you're the first, that means those that are the last are going to have a problem with you. And her rival used to provoke her grievously to irritate her. It's about to get real now. Because the Lord had closed her womb. How you got a problem with me? Because of something he did. You can't help it that you're favored. You can't help it that you're excellent. 
you can't help it that you're not sloppy. And people talk about, you just think you're all that. Because I do things well? Well, then call me all that then. Look, 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 look. This is amazing. She provoked her grievously because the Lord had closed her womb. Look at verse 7. So it went on year by year. Wow. You complained about 10 months. This went on year by year. Now, this is the next part. This is the second child. This is the second child. Actually, this one may be, I may end the message right here. I'll teach the rest on Wednesday. You ready? Some things don't change because they're designed by God to change you. There's some stuff you said, Lord, do it. And the Lord is like, uh-uh, I'm going to make you better. Uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm going to be like sandpaper. I'm going to rock you and shake you and shake you and rock you until you get yourself together. But we, we're not quite yet to the shout part. You ready? As often as she went up to the house of the Lord, shut up. She was faithful to church, and God still didn't change it. Some of you use your faithfulness as a form of manipulation. I'm going to make him do it because I'm faithful. Now, realizing I'm faithful because he deserves it, not because I'm trying to make him do something. See, I don't know about you, but he's already done enough to deserve my lifetime of faithfulness. When he died 2,000 years ago, he deserves my whole life. So I'm not doing something to manipulate him into doing anything because he already has paid the price for this faithfulness. She went up to the house of the Lord, and look, that's when she provoked her. One of you ladies come in with your pocketbook like you're getting ready for church. Come on. One of you ladies. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right, get your purse. Carry it like you from the south. There you go. Come on. Ain't nobody going to take that purse in the south. Come here. This is when Hannah, you come here. You come here. This is when Penina, when she on her way to church, this is when she started messing with her. I don't understand why some of y'all still don't understand why people keep messing with you on your way to church, while you in church, when you leave in church on Wednesdays, on Saturday nights. Your panina always shows up when you're on your way to put God first. And I need you to learn how to tell panina you better back up. I dare you to get a little hood at the 915 and say, back up, panina. Thank you, ladies. But stand by just in case I need you. Look, Hannah still practiced faithfulness while she was being provoked. Can I be honest? Is that true for us? Do you stay faithful when you're being provoked, or do you use that as your cue to say, mm -mm. I just, I'm just, I'm a, I need some time away from church? I mean, you can say stuff that makes sense. That don't even make sense. Please don't speak if you don't make sense. We got enough people talking, they don't know what they're talking about in America. That makes zero sense. Look, Hannah's on her way to church. Here come Penina. Yeah, you're going to pray, it ain't working. You're going to give, it ain't working. You're going to serve, it ain't working. No, what you don't understand is I owe him this. I'm paying back my debt. I ain't doing this to manipulate God into doing anything. I owe him this. I, I didn't give today to manipulate him. I owe him that. Matter of fact, you'd be told, I can't wait to the day when my checks are seven-figure given. I, I wish maybe some of y'all will shout because they won't shout over here. I need you to realize what I'm doing for God. Somebody shout, I owe him this. I, Therefore, Hannah wept. 
Look, and she wouldn't eat. Look at me. Penina provoked the fast. Y'all ain't talking to me. Y'all ain't talking to me. Why are we fasting, Bishop? Because it's in Paninas. That's been provoking you. Taunting you when you try to go to sleep. You see other people's social media, rather than getting happy, part of you says, God, when is it going to happen for me? Y'all ain't going to talk. Opposed uh, to you celebrate, you say, God, why can't I have that? You drive down the street, and rather than celebrating somebody else, what they're in, you're like, God, when are you going to do it for me? And I came to tell everybody, this next 21, please make this declaration. Say, thanks, Penina. Say, you provoked this fast, and it's about to pay off. There are certain things in your life that God allows to provoke you to fast. For some of you, it will remain until you begin to do the right things. Jesus said it like this. This kind only comes out by what? Fasting and prayer. There are some things that will not change until you fast. And so we, are, we have been provoked into a fast. What's, what's provoked us, Bishop? Have you looked at the world? I know individually you're doing amazing, but have you looked at the world? Have you looked at this mess of a nation? It's a disaster. And the Bible says, if my people, I ain't worried about what everybody else doing. I ain't worried about the Republicans. I ain't worried about the Democrats. Baby, I got another kingdom. Can I be really honest with you? I don't care who's sitting at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. That's not my king. My king has got me in a whole nother kingdom. That's, I don't care if it's red or blue. Baby, I'm going to do what I do. I don't care who's sitting in there. God is going to make them make policies that favor me. Somebody shout, I'm in the kingdom. Don't be worried about that. God has a history of using crazy things. Look, therefore Hannah wept, she wouldn't eat. So, so she provokes a fast. She provokes a fast. Can I keep teaching? All right. Here's what's amazing. Now here's the shout. Okay, I probably won't finish. We'll see. We'll go as far as we can get. You ready? Y'all ready for this? Are you sure you're ready for this? Penina's name means pearl. A pearl is formed when an irritant enters an oyster and as a defense mechanism, it secretes a fluid to coat the irritant. Layer upon layer is deposited on the irritant until a pearl is formed and it takes three years to produce a high quality pearl. Here's the announcement. You've been provoked. Let me show you what a, what a pearl looks like inside of an oyster. This is that nasty stuff y'all be eating. It's disgusting. I don't even like it in my gumbo. I said, take them out. Disgusting. Can I be Dr. Foma for a moment? These are pearls. There's the oyster. This is a piece of dirt that started irritating the oyster. And the oyster said, I'll cover you. You're not going to irritate me no more. I'll, I'm going to throw it. I promise. I swear for God. I will not allow for you. 
to be an irritant and not get some value out of you. So I'm going to turn a piece of dirt into something that's valuable. I'm going to tell everybody, everything that's been irritating you, everything that's been ticking you off, frustrating you, God says, I need you to cover that. And when you cover that, it's going to have some value for you. It was a piece of dirt when it started messing with you, but you're going to be able to monetize your mess. You're going to be able to profit from your pain. Some of y'all are looking at me. Look, stop. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Everybody look at me. Y'all hear me? It's so important that your role is a role of faith. Because if you have people around you that, that, that won't walk with you in this, they're going to make you lose your pearls. And the Bible says don't cast pearls before swine. So would you just look at somebody on your row and just wink at them, just wink at them, just wink at them and say, you've been provoked. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Online, I need you to type it. You've been provoked. In other words, God says, I allowed everything that happened to happen to you to provoke you. And the first thing it did, watch me, you kept practicing faithfulness. And the second thing you did is it provoked you into a fast. And I need you to open up your mouth and say, this will be a November to remember. How long does it take to produce a high-quality pearl? Three years. So when I, was, when I was preparing this message, I said, what has been irritating me for three years? And I made a list. <laughs> if you think back to 2017, what started irritating you? That was in 17, 18, 19, and if we're honest, we can go back into 16 for a little bit. Because a high-quality pearl isn't produced in a few months. A high-quality pearl takes three years to be produced. Which means there's certain areas where you're like, God, I, I have just learned to live with it. And God says, I know, but what I'm about to do for you is Penina's about to pay you. You ain't got to shout with me. I'll shout by myself. Do it by yourself for me. Do it by yourself for me. Penina's about to pay. Somebody say, my Penina is about to pay. Let me finish. 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 Can I finish now? 15? Let me finish. Verse 9. So, um, in between the verses that we did not read, um, they go up. When they go up, there's a feast. After they eat and drink, Hannah gets up. Hannah's still fasting. Which means the real test of a fast is when you're tempted. They'd be like, you know, uh, you know I, I had the donuts on my job, but I'm going to get right back on the fast. You, <laughs> you're kind of missing the whole point. Like, you're supposed to look at the maple bacon donut in its face and say, Satan, the Lord rebuke you. I'm joking. Don't, the donut is not the donut. The real test of our fast is, is, is when we are provoked by stuff we want to eat. That's why yesterday I encouraged everybody to eat good in your neighborhood. You got it? All right. Now, look. Look, she got up. Now, Eli the priest was sitting on the seat beside the doorpost of the temple of the Lord. So what has already happened while she's been provoked? The first thing is she practiced faithfulness. The second thing is a, uh, a fast is provoked. Look at the next thing she does. 
she goes, and Eli the priest is sitting on the seat besides the doorpost of the temple of the Lord. Where does she go? To her pastor, to church. I need you to catch the principle because many of you, when provoked, you go to the bar. You go to the old relationship. You go to the thing that is not going to fix what's provoking you in the first place. You go to holler and cussing folks out. And while you may feel good for a couple of minutes, it didn't fix anything. And now you got to go clean up what you messed up. She's provoked, but she practices faithfulness. It provokes a fast. Now she goes to her pastor. She goes to church. Eli's the man of God. Look at verse 10. She's deeply distressed, and she prays to the Lord. Here's another P. Penina provokes her to pray. Because at dinner, she's sitting there. Elkanah's there. He eating. Penina's there with her kids. They're eating. And Hannah's sitting with no child. And Elkanah looks over her and says, Am I not worth more than 10 kids? 10 means perfect. In other words, he was like, don't you think your life is perfect? See, other people don't understand why you're still in pursuit of more. Because when they look at you, they think your life is perfect. You're like, why aren't you just happy with what you got? Because I'm not a settler. That's why. I'm grateful, but I'm not complacent. I rebuke complacency. Please say there is more. She's deeply distressed. She prays to the Lord, and she wept. Here's another good shout part. You ready? The bass knocked this down for those of you in the building, so <laughs> it's down there. Look. And wept. Wept means she lamented. Say she lamented. <laughs> to lament means more than cry. Lament actually has some specific definitions. Here's the first thing. It means to ask why. So when she wept, she was like, why is this happening? Penina don't even pray and she got kids. Penina ain't even faithful. Ooh. Penina over here dropping in like it's hot on anybody that'll pay. And here I am faithful. A good girl. A good guy. And I don't have. What old girl has. Why? But then look at the second thing it means to lament. It means to sow. Psalm 126 and 5. Those who sow in tears shall reap with shouts of joy. So that means as she's asking why and crying, heaven records it as seed. Let me try over here because they didn't hear me. There's some stuff that made you ask why and tears started coming from your eyes. And God says, I needed to provoke you to tears because I needed to get some seed in the ground. Not just your money, but I need your mind. Not just your success, but I need your sorrow. Not just what makes you happy, but what makes you want to holler. I need your seed in the ground. So everybody that had moments this year where you just broke down getting emotional and you're not even the emotional type, God was forcing a seed. But then it says she weeped bitterly. Bitterly means she poured out. She poured out. So she's practiced faithfulness. She's provoked to fast. She went to her pastor. She prayed. And now she's pouring out. Because God says, Hannah, you stuff all of this inside. 
because you're so used to being strong. And I need you to get this out of you because it's turned toxic. That's why I sent you to Eli, because I needed to put you in the hands of somebody I could trust with you. I needed to put you in the hands of somebody you could be real with and they weren't going to judge you. I needed to put you in the hands of somebody that wasn't just going to say, I'm praying for you, but they would know how to cover you in prayer. I needed to put you in the hands of a specialist that knew what they were doing. And let me tell everybody in the sound of my voice, you were at harvest because God needed to put you in the hands of an Eli that would know what to do when you pour it out. That's why when the word comes forth, you're like, that's the Lord doing that. Because he says, I need you to get this out. Because you're toxic now. You're toxic now, Hannah. Because you couldn't even enjoy the kids. Like her kids did something to you. Your issue is with her and the spirit behind her, not her kids. Some of y'all got issues with folks that you don't have issues with. You got issues with folks they got issues with. You'll catch it later. I got to finish. I got to finish. I got six minutes. Can I finish? I'm going to do it either way. Let's go. Verse 11. When she's praying, she makes a vow. That's amazing. Why haven't you done this before, Hannah? Because it wasn't time yet. You weren't provoked enough. You weren't mad enough. You weren't upset enough. You were tolerated. And now it's gotten to the point to where it's intolerable. You weren't going to do it before. But I bet you're going to do it now. Nah is a southern word for now. And she vowed a vow and said, oh, Lord of hosts. Lord of hosts in the scripture means God who fights for me. So she doesn't go talking to her daddy, even though he's her father. He doesn't go talking to Jehovah Rofika, even though he's her healer. He doesn't go to Jehovah Jireh, even though he's her provider. He says, I need you to fight for me. So I'm approaching you, not in, in the spirit of you being my father, but I'm approaching you in the spirit of you being a general. Because Penina thinks she won this war. Penina thinks that she won this war. And I need for you to come bust her in the... Okay, excuse me. That's a little bit too rough for the 915. I need you to let my enemies know that they did not prevail against me. I need you to let my haters know they did not prevail against me. So I need you to fight for me. I need everybody to say, Lord of hosts. Look. Lord of angel armies. Fight for me. Some of you got court cases. You need to stop. Father, in Jesus' name. No, you need to call him your general. Lord of hosts. I need you to fight for me. You got family issues and family court drama. I don't know who that is. You need to say, Lord of hosts. I need you to come in here and handle this. I need you to come in here and ginsu, knife him, round pole, peel him, whatever you got to do. I just need to walk out of here with a W. Prophesy to yourself. Say, you're walking out of this with a win. I... Please prophesy to yourself. Say, you're walking out of this with a victory. He said, he said, he said, she said, oh, Lord of hosts, if you look on the affliction of your servant, remember me and don't forget me, please. Please give me, watch what she says. I don't just want a child. She said, I want a son. She's specific in her prayer versus generic in her prayer, which teaches us something. 
Hannah, you've never been this specific before. When she kept provoking you, the area, the area, I'm going to poke you, okay? The area you kept poking, don't try to tighten it up. He's trying to tighten it up. That's good. You've been working out? It was fast. Yeah, working out. Yeah, yeah. Everybody look at me. Penina pokes. Wherever she's been poking is where God says, you're not specific enough. So I'm going to keep poking until you get the message. When you go to the doctor, the doctor says, what you heard? It's all over. Okay, well, can you be more specific? It's just all in me. Where? So what do they start doing? Poking. And what you need to know is God has used your penina to poke you. And that poke is to say, you're not specific about your money. You're not specific about your future. You're not specific about your walk with Jesus. You're, you're not specific. You just pray generic prayers, which is why you get generic results. You give off-brand prayers so you got nasty cereal. It is not Fruit Loops. It's Fruit Tanglios, and that is not the same thing. I wish I had a witness in here that knew about that nasty cereal. That it's not Toucan Sam. Ain't even no bird. Poke. Where you been poking? See, for some of you with relationships, you don't pray at all. You're just happy somebody picked you. So you get provoked. You make bad choices, 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 bad choices. And the Lord says, eventually you're going to get it, Hannah, because eventually you're going to realize, watch me, your clock is ticking up. And eventually you're going to say, I ain't 18 no more and got time to waste with you. So if you ain't coming with good intentions, back up. Get specific. So look, I got to finish. She prays a specific prayer. Thank you. Then she says, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life. She says, God, whatever you give me, what did we learn in the last series? I'm going to honor you with it. She says, so if you give me a male child, I will give him to you. If you give me this business, I will give it to I won't miss church for it. If you give me this relationship, I If you get my family saved, I will. Are you catching it? And no razor shall touch his head. In other words, he's going to be in the priesthood. A specific sect of the priesthood. I won't get into that. That's why she said that. Look at this. Verse 12. So she just makes a promise. So let's just recap all these P's. She's provoked. She practices faithfulness. She provokes a fast. Then she goes to her pastor. She prays. She pours out. She prays specifically, and now she makes him a promise. Question, what promise have you not made God that he's waiting to hear? He knows my heart, yeah, but he wants it to come out of your mouth. Have you promised him that you will serve him? Have you what promise is heaven waiting to hear from you? And I know you may think, God don't need to hear my promise. No, you should read your Bible. What promise is it? Can you promise him you're going to put him first if he gives you that settlement, or, or is it shaky? Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Can you promise him that you're going to make sure that you make your children honor the Lord? Or are you going to let your children run your house? I got to move. This is 915. I got to move. 
So look at this. Look at verse 12. As she continued praying before the Lord, Eli, the man of God, observes her mouth. Say her mouth was moving. This is why I have you say stuff all the time. Life and death are in the power of your tongue. And if you don't say it, you're never going to see it. I just said it inside. Please look at what she did. Hannah was speaking in her heart. What was she doing? Speaking in her heart and, and her lips were moving, but he couldn't hear her voice. But she still had to say it so she could see it. She still had to what? Say it so she could see it, but Eli couldn't hear what she was saying. So what is she doing? She prophesied. She called things that were not as though they were. And every time I open my mouth and say something, I'm prophesying. Uh huh. So let's practice it. Say a November to remember. You just prophesied. Say, and, and there'll be amazing memories. You just prophesied. Y'all, are you getting the hang of this? You don't let life dictate to you. You dictate to life. I need you to learn how to use your mouth just like Jesus did. The Bible says, as he is, so are we in the earth. I need you to prophesy. Say, these last two months of 2020 are going to be the best two months of 2020. Say, because I flipped the chapter. I flipped the script. And some of y'all say, like, Bishop, I just don't believe it. You ain't got to believe it. But you got to learn how to confess it. And the Bible says that's the same way you get saved. With the heart one believes and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Let me finish. Eli looked at her and said, what she wants is so ridiculous. She looks drunk. What she's prophesying doesn't match her current predicament. She looks like a drunk woman. Ooh, but he didn't know she was a bad. <laughs> Mama John. Because look, look at verse 17. Well, in between, in between that verse, in between that verse, in between that verse, uh, from 13 to 17, she says to Eli, I'm just going to tell you what she says, I ain't drunk. I'm just going through a lot. But I believe that it's about to get better. So look at verse 17. Then Eli answered, look what he says to her. Go in shalom. Nothing missing. <laughs> Nothing broken. Nothing lacking. All is well. And may the God of Israel grant you the petition you've made to him. Here's where we turn up. Somebody says she got a promise. So she was provoked. While she's provoked, she practices faithfulness. While she practices faithfulness, it provokes a fast. While it provokes a fast, she goes to a pastor. When she goes to a pastor, she prays. When she prays, she pours out. When she pours out, she prophesies. When she prophesies, now she gets a promise. I need you to catch the sequence of the piece. Somebody say, I got a promise. Say that these last two months are going to be the best two months. Uh-uh. Say, what's been provoking me? I got a promise. It's going to pay me off. Let me just show you in the Bible what she did. Look at verse 18. After she got a promise, she said, let your servant find favor in your eyes. Then the woman went her way and watch what she did. Then she started eating. In other words, her fast came to its conclusion. When her fast came to its conclusion, look what the Bible says. Her face was no longer sad. In other words, she says, I got me a promise, so I ain't got no reason to be sad no more. I got me a promise, so I ain't got no reason to be mad sitting up in church. I got me a promise, so I ain't got no reason to have an attitude with nobody. I got me a promise. And the Bible says she changed her presentation. Look at verse 19. Please, y'all better get ready. They rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord. Stop. After she got a promise, 
she got up. Come on, let's just go old school church on Sunday morning. Come on. And she said, wait a minute, I got me a promise. And so for the promise that I, I ain't seen it, I haven't even laid down with my husband to try to conceive it. But based on the promise that I have, watch me give God a praise. Watch me give God. Somebody say, I got a promise. I got a promise. I right, look, I got to quit. I got to quit. I got to quit. Five minutes over. Look, look, look. They rose early in the morning and worshiped before the Lord. They praised. Just based on the promise. Everybody look at me. Don't be guilty of withholding praise because, because you're waiting on it to manifest. Proof is coming as I praise him before I see it. And I know for some of you that's like old school, old school, but I need you to know it's Bible, which means they used to say it like this. Don't wait until the battle is over, but shout now. I, just for those of us that know we're about to see God do something amazing. On three, I need you to release a shout in this building and online. One, two, three. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, I got a promise. Say it again. I got a promise. So stop. So stop. Listen. So then they get up and they go back to the house. When they go back to the house after church, the Bible says, married people, that Elkanah knew his wife. Knew his wife is the biblical way. I say, and they turned on a little Marvin. Let's get it on. Married people with legit marital papers. Listen. Everybody look at this. Say she participated in the promise. It's right there. I know it's a little low in the building. The thing might be down. She participated in the promise. Check this out. I got a promise, but then I got to participate. Here's what most people want to do. You shout off the promise and you stop. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. God's going to do it. You have to participate. So if your promise is debt freedom, Say, but Bishop, what is my promise? Listen, you create your promise with your words. Whatever he said, it is in fact a promise. So anything I find in the word, it's in fact a promise to me. So I got to participate. So if it's debt freedom, that means I got to actually go see the debts I have. How would you know he actually got you out of debt if you don't even know the debt you have? Some of y'all so scared to go look it up because you're like, I don't want her knowing where I'm at. I don't want her. Equifax, TransUnion, no experience. I don't want her knowing where I'm at. I just believe in God for promotion. Okay, well, do you do a good job now? You have to participate. Because if you have stepping on your current job, I just promise you there's, there's only in the federal government do you get promoted for not being good. And that's not a knock on federal workers. I'm talking about political appointees. All right? Everybody look. And Elkanah knew his wife. They participated in the promise. Now imagine... Can I just go here for a moment, 915? Imagine the, the doubt that tried to come on her. Because she's done this before. Elkanah has knew her before. And nothing happened. What was different? 
Penina had provoked her this time. And while she was provoked, she practiced faithfulness. When she practiced faithfulness, she got to her pastor. She got to her pastor, she prayed. She prayed, she poured, she poured, she got a prophecy. She got a prophecy, then she got a prophecy. So this time when she's participating, she says, this isn't like the last time. What did the Lord say on Wednesday? This will not be a repeat. And I need for some of you that are nervous, that are scared, I just need you to make this declaration and say, this will not be a repeat. So look, look, I'm done. And the Lord remembered her. He said, so you going to participate now, Hannah? You good? I favored you. I've been making up for what you didn't have, but now I'm about to give you what you wanted. I have been making up for what you didn't have, but now I'm about to give you that, and Elkin is still going to give you the double portion. Can I help somebody? When you couldn't do it, he let you stack. He let you save. He let you get your resources ready. He lets you sow at levels you've not sown before. I got to quit. And Elkanah knew his wife, and the Lord remembered her. So let's look at verse 20. In due time, Hannah conceived. And what did she bear? What she asked for. What did she bear? Question. If you haven't asked for anything specific, what are you going to bear? And here's how the enemy gets some of us. You're good. Like, you're good. You have no needs. Everything's good. So here's your penina. Your penina is stagnation. Because you're like, everything's good. Like, I'm not struggling for nothing. I don't want nothing. Things are generally okay. You know, I'm good, you know. I don't have any acute pain. So your penina is, but there's more. But there's more, but there's more, but there's more. You're stagnant. You're getting sloppy now. You're not sharp. <coughs> You're not sharp like you used to be. You're not diligent like you used to be. Hannah conceived and bore a son, and she called his name Samuel. Samuel in Hebrew means, I got what I asked for. Why does she call him Samuel? I asked for him from the Lord. What's the last P? She possessed. She possessed. Everybody, pray this with me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for my paninas that have provoked me. They will push me into possession. If you did it for Hannah, you are no respecter of persons. You will do the same thing for me. Jesus name. Well, I pray that today's life-giving message has spoken life into your life. I'm Bishop Foreman, pastor of Harvest Church. And at this time, I want to extend an opportunity to you to give your life to Jesus Christ. You know, 2,000 years ago, God stepped in a body. That body was called Jesus. That body got on a cross and died for our sins. Now, sins are things that we do that don't please God. And they ultimately don't please God because they ultimately are very harmful and dangerous to us. Not only did he die for our sins, he died so we could have life and life more abundantly. Here's what that means, that not only do we experience God's best, but that we can speak life into other people and use our lives 
to change the lives of other people. And today, if you need to become a Christian for the first time, the Bible says if you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, you will be saved or born again or become a Christian. All those phrases mean the same thing. And if today you were far from God, this is your opportunity to reconnect to God. I love him because uh, he's not the God of a second chance. The truth is, is we've all used our second chance already. He's the God of another chance. He offers us constant new beginnings and fresh starts to get things right for him. He gave his life for us so that we could give our lives for him. So today, if you need to become a Christian or recommit yourself to Jesus right there where you're at, I don't care where you're listening to this message, I want you to say this with me. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for dying in my place. Because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days are here for me. Today is the beginning of the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. Listen, if you prayed that prayer for the first time, you are now a Christian. You're born again. You're saved from yourself. And if you were far from God, you're reconnected to God. And here's what I want you to do. Take out your mobile phone and text the word DECISION to the phone number 59769. And when you do... I'm going to send you a message right away that's going to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. And here's what I want to encourage you to do. You are connected to me and connected to Harvest Church for a reason. It's because this is the place God wants to speak life into your life. This is the place God wants you to grow and become a strong Christian and, and serve and change the lives of other people. So stay connected, whether it's at a physical campus or a digital campus, stay connected to Harvest Church. Keep receiving this word and let it speak life into your life. Hope you have a phenomenal day. Hey, congratulations. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10, that's V-I-A-T-O-R-10, for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator.